would you welcome Bread of Stone? They're very excited to see you. I see, I see that. I think they're excited because it's cold in here. <laughs> Amen. I, I had some. Even better. I had some. And Ryan, bring up some chocolate-covered fruit for these guys. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Ryan. Ryan, you're the best. I had one, and then my throat started, like, gelling up. And I'm like, I'll need water. Uh, the whole thing. The whole thing. Well, I'll hold it. On this side. No, let's not. With a hat? Or that guy? Oh, that, that guy. guy. That guy. He's well, thank you so much. I got water, dude. Thank you, man. You guys are awesome. The Oasis. The Oasis. <laughs> All right. So why don't we start by you guys telling us a little bit about how you grew up? All right. Well, Whoa. Hello. Hello. my name is Ben, by the way. This is my brother, Bill. Hi, guys. I'm Jason. And my name is Tim Barnes. Tim Barnes. Man. So um, we said, spoke a little bit about how uh, my brother and I grew up in Indonesia. So our upbringing was a little bit different than perhaps Tim and Jason, um, although Jason is part Assyrian. So I'm we're kind of like white. long distance cousin. <laughs> Tim is just white. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> um, so growing up in Indonesia was interesting for us because we, um, our family was both um, really heavily involved with ministry and going out and traveling to small villages and sharing about Jesus Christ. And so uh, for us, it was always an adventure. It was always something new. And our parents would always take us everywhere they went. It would always be like on the weekend after they're done working, they would take us and they would, we would go out. And we just never know what we were going to encounter. But we loved it. We loved every bit of it. And I think that um, the way they lived their life impacted our life in a big way, not just about what they taught us through what they know, but also um, how they lived their life was a huge, huge lesson for us. And so, oh, interesting. Okay, so my mom's Iranian. She grew up a Muslim. Um, she hated the whole notion of religion because how she was abused growing up. And so when she escaped Iran, um, when she was... Um, I think high school? 16, I think. It was, yeah. And she escaped Iran with her uh, brothers and sisters and went to Germany and then eventually went to uh, college in Germany. Um, that's how she met my dad, who was Indonesian from a Chinese bloodline. So by blood, we're Chiranian, Chinese-Iranian. <laughs> it's we, a good... We it make sounds, a good tea. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a good drink, you know. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, that's how they met, and my mom came to know the Lord actually through my brother. Um, and you can share a little bit about that if you want to, since that's you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks. No, uh, from the day I was born to I was about seven months old, something like that. Some of that part is not clear to me. But anyway, somewhere there, I, uh, I had this boil that grew in my chin. 
and it would grow bigger. And I have like a scar. If I shave, you can see it. Um, that, that, that would get so big that I wouldn't be able to drink, you know. Um, and so I had a hard time. And at night, I would, I would cry. My mom said, you'd cry all night. And she, I said I was driving her crazy. And so for seven months, like, she really didn't sleep. Um, and towards the end of that, you know, she, we would, she, would, she would take me to the doctor, and the doctor said, your son's growing healthy, you know. And, uh, and I was, I guess I was having diarrhea or something like that. I was throwing up, and uh, my mom was like, I know, but he's sick. And they were like, well, health, his health is fine, and he's growing, he's getting heavier, like you would feed him normally. It was just crazy. And so one day, um, a lady came to our house, and um, this is after my mom had taken me to the doctor several times. They said, like, he's fine. And um, a lady came and said, you know, um, I feel like I need to come here to tell you something. And she said, uh, to tell you that there's somebody that loves your son more than you. And she was mad. <laughs> she was like, what? And so, and she kept talking a little bit, and she, like, left her. She was just like, I'm, she was so mad. And she went to her room and said, God, if you're real and you could say that to her, why don't you say that to me? You know? And at the time, our family went to a, a uh, I think it was a Presbyterian. I think it was the equivalent here. I don't, that stuff is, I don't understand that stuff. But anyways, so, uh, and she, so she went to the, she went to my dad and said, you know, all right, I know I told you I don't want anything to do with religion, but if God can talk to this lady, why don't he talk to me? Let's go see your pastor. My dad's like, sure. So one thing that he was talking about was like, hey, you need to probably receive Jesus and all this stuff and, and, you know, be baptized and, you know, and that church, you had to take all these classes before you got that. And my mom was like, no, I want to do it now, you know? And so anyway, they, they, they went through the whole thing and, um, the baptism was through sprinkling of water, you know? And as soon as that drop of water touched her head and I, she held me at that time and that boil popped in that moment, and and um, she was like, "Wow, this God is real," you know. And I don't know if you guys, there's a lot of things going on in in, in Christianity. Some some people are you know not so with healing and craziness. And I know that there's been abuse of that, but I'm a living proof of that, <laughs> you know. And um, I just, what we read in the Bible, it's not a story. It happens, you know, and, and it can happen in our life as well. And, and, and so when, when that happened, my mom said that something, her, like she felt like her heart was softened during that time because she was so hard. Her heart was full of hatred, like, no, don't tell me, don't talk to me about God, don't, you know, because of what she went through. And so um, that, and that, from that time on, she said, look, I will give my life to you. I will serve you with all my strength. 
and all my mind. And so, and that's what my, my mom and dad did. And so. And uh, <laughs> praise the Lord. And for from my dad's side, he grew up a Christian, but he he saw all the political things that was happening around behind the scenes because our grandparents was very involved in the church and building of the church and everything. And so my dad was fed up and he said, you know what? I don't quite believe in what they're talking about. So in Indonesia, the opposition between Christianity is Muslim. So it's always, they're always like at each other's you know, throat. And so he said, well, let me check out um, Islam. But because my dad was a Chinese um, by blood, he was not allowed to go into the mosque. So um, and so he's like, okay, well, I'll just go grab the Quran and I'll just read it for myself. And so my dad started reading and he found the Quran, started reading this, and it says that Isa al Masih, which is Christ, Jesus, is, um, holds the power over heaven, earth, and below the earth. And he said, if it says so here, then why is everybody in the Muslim faith so against Jesus Christ? Because he's the key to everything. If he holds the power over heaven, earth, and everything, he's the king. <laughs> he is God himself. And so there, that's where my dad starts to see, wow, this too, they're very political. They're just using the Quran just as a way to, um, to, to control people, to, to make them think a certain way, to make them do. Because what they're preaching um, in their mosque and stuff is nothing close to what it even says in the Quran. And so my dad went back to... Um, he said, you know what, maybe I shouldn't go, just go back to Christianity. Maybe I should just read the Bible for myself. And when he started reading, he started reading the gospel, started finding the signs of believers. And that's his first step into his ministry. You see, he didn't start with the ministry joining um, an organization and doing all this. He just started with things that says, signs of believers. It says, you know, you should drink poison and you will not die. And it's like, I'm not sure, sure I'm a believer, so if I don't want to try that one first. And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. My dad's like, what if it does, they don't recover? I'll be you know, embarrassed by that. But there's a lot of crazy people in Indonesia, a lot of people with mental situation, people who are um, possessed by demons. And so my dad's like, cast out demons. And I was like, we could try with that, you know? You can't lose. You can't lose with crazy people. You know, they're already crazy. They don't know what's going on. So They're, they're not going to believe them anyway. <laughs> yeah, so... So that's how his ministry started, was casting out demons one by one, one by one. And the Lord began to show more and more things and reveal more things. And that's how it grew. So um, his faith came from actually just stepping out and just doing something about it. You know, and that's, and that's how growing up we saw that. We saw that with our parents. And that's when the Lord said to us about this music ministry thing it, through dad. We just said, okay, we believe it. We just go. Because for us, it didn't matter if it was music ministry or something else that the Lord said, maybe go do this, maybe go do that. Because the things is not really the issue. The issue is, do I want to believe and do I want to go forth with it? You know, a lot of times we contemplate and we say, um, okay, Lord, all right, I know what you're saying. Um, so how's this going to happen? I just want to know, like, how do I get there? Like, do I have to prepare this way? Do I prepare that way? Do I, how do I get to where I'm going to, where you're going to send me? But the truth is, it's just go. That's it. Just go. Here's the truth. I, wanna, I don't know if I'm, is it okay if I just keep talking? Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I know you're the moderator, but um, we grew up, we grew up working on um, trucks, like semi-trucks, you know, like, 
um, our, our family owns a trucking business. And so we grew up changing tires, changing oil. Like that's, after school, that's what we did. Our activity was dealing with trucks. And so one point, after the Lord called us to do his music ministry, you know, because I started learning how to play piano, learning how to sing, um, I said to my dad, I said, Dad, you know, every Thursday and Friday, uh, we, like, have to work on these trucks because they have to keep going. And I said, you know, since the Lord called us to do music ministry, why don't I just not do that anymore? <laughs> and, uh, you know, just just stick with music, you know, because that's, the the you know, that's what the Lord has called us to do, you know, stay inside the house, AC and all, you know. And, um, and my dad is like, okay, that makes sense. But he said, no. And I'm like, okay. And it doesn't make sense to me. And, and I said, no. He said, just do what God has placed in front of you. Just do it to the best of your ability. You never know what God is doing through all of this. Years later, I start to see the reality that all these things that God placed in front of my life, whether it's changing tires, whether it's managing a company, whether it's dealing with all the issues that we had to overcome and to resolve, these things play a huge role as we progress into this music ministry, because without that, we'd just be lost. We'd just be like, all right, I'm up here to strum some guitar. You know, I don't know anything about how this all works. I'm just going to strum a few chords. Hopefully people can hear me, you know, because the truth is to put on something like creation, right? It's not just like you just have some bands come up and play. You know, you guys seen it like sound check and stuff. It takes time. It takes time even before the event starts to prep all these things up. And so knowing all this and being involved, because my brother and I were very much involved with all the production stuff that goes on creation, it, if it wasn't for what the Lord has done to prepare us all along the way, I don't think we were able to do this. You know? And so in th saying that is don't just think, um, well, how, how's God going to use me? How is this going to happen? Just go because the truth is, He's preparing already. He's preparing your heart. He's preparing your steps. He's the one that's going to prepare a way for you. And all you have to do is trust and believe and say, yes, Lord, I'll go. And that's it. And that's how we start. Yeah. Jason. What was the question? Tell us about your upbringing. Upbringing. Yeah, well... Unlike these guys, I'm thankful they answered the call to start music ministry. Um, so it, may, it might not have been their dream to do that, but the Lord, um, I grew up in a Christian home. I, I wouldn't say, because it was funny, I was talking to a guy a few months ago. We were playing a youth conference. He asked me my testimony. I'm like, you know, I gave my life to Christ when I was four years old. He goes, man, what do you mean by that? And I really had to back up and think about it. I'm like, no, I wasn't four years old when I gave my life to Christ because you have no idea what that means. Like, I accepted Jesus into my heart. Yes, I believe Jesus is real. So that was when I was four, but also around the same time I started playing drums. So it's been all my life. My faith and drumming has always gone hand in hand. You know? um, so that was always my thing. And I grew up playing in church at age 11 and stuff, and I would play in our basement just jamming out to, you know, Sanctus Real or whatever record that was popular at the time. And, you know, wishing I'd be up on stage somewhere. And I'm like, if the Lord wants it to happen, he'll make it happen. So... And he did, and I'm thankful for these guys. I mean, he, it's um, really an answer to prayer to be with these guys. You know, it's, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, not even just what you see from the outside, all the cool show, the tour bus. I mean, we're, we're a bunch of nobodies, really, you know. <laughs> um, you know, from Iowa now. Um, 
but just everything he's entrusted us with and given us in our community of believers here, I couldn't have asked for anything greater. So it's amazing. All right. Um, <laughs> this is Tim Barnes, everybody. So my story story kind of starts like Jason's. Grew up in Christian family. Went to church my whole life. Um, you know, did a lot of home church. My parents did. A lot of people came over. I grew up around music. My dad's a musician. Um, so I, you know, started playing bass when I was about 14. Um, played a little guitar and a little piano. Just a little bit. Nothing crazy before that. Um, and then probably what's really amazing I've seen in my life with my upbringing is um, I'm, I was homeschooled. Any homeschoolers in yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, so with homeschooling, I really, what I really loved was, um, uh, I don't know if I can say it's the same for my other brothers and sisters, but I liked it. Waking up early and then we, you know, we would like, we would, we would bi we'd do Bible study, basically. You know, they all come up with their blankets and I'd be like, let's read, you know, kind of thing. So, but um, uh, my dad um, would always sit with us before we even cracked open a textbook and he, we would pray, we would read the Bible and we would, we would seek God in the morning basically before we even started the day with school. Um, and that right there, um, I saw, I've been with these guys for 10 years now and I've just in the last, like throughout this time, I, I started realizing, wait a second, I have to realize that, that my upbringing the Lord had a plan for that. Like, the, my dad always said, if the Lord calls you to something, follow the Lord, follow it. If he puts it in your heart, follow the Lord, follow the Lord. So that's kind of how I got involved with these guys was the Lord started to put it on my heart. Um, and I, I had to thank my dad for that. I said, Dad, you know, like, you were the one that guided me in that direction. You know, you were used by God. Um, and that, because I wouldn't say I was the... Um, you know, the, the wisest kid around. I was a kid. I did some pretty dumb things, too. And I, and, and th if I was, if I went on some other path where I made my own decisions based on what I felt was right, I would be, in a, I wouldn't be here. I would be in a totally different place. Um, and by God's grace, I was put in such an amazing home. Um, my mom's amazing. She was home. She, uh, she was a, she stay at home mom. She was with us all the time. And um, I worked with my dad. He was a janitor, so we, I was with my dad all the time, helping him do that stuff. And just this upbringing just led me in this way. So when I joined these guys, um, that was a pretty uh, – that was kind of the first time that I kind of I felt God putting something like that in my heart. Because the rest of it was like I, I helped my older brother start a church. That was just I went with my brother and all that stuff. But this time was like – wait a second, I don't want to do this because I have so much going on with my family. My siblings are all part of the church, but I feel something here. So I went to my dad and I said, dad, like, what is this? <laughs> you know, like I was just like discussing with him. We prayed about it and we just talked about, okay, if God's calling you to do this, go for it. You know, like if you feel in your heart. And so I called Ben up and within a couple weeks of that, you know, um, that time, uh, I went on the road with him. Like, we, we were gone for, like, three months. And needless to say, like, I was, you know, homeschool boy from South Dakota, that straight-up white guy. Like, that. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. Sorry. Um, but, like, just had never been home from home that long and just, just left on the road for three months, like, straight and didn't come home till after that. And then now we're gone 200-some days out of a year. Um, and the Lord 
took me out of this comfort that I had built. I built these walls. He took me out, and he said, I want to free you from everything, everyone and everything. Um, and now, uh, I don't know, I guess the thing to say is I'm free, you know, and this is, this is quite a ride that, that the Lord has put me personally in. And like Jason said, it's, a, it's pretty amazing that I get to do it with these guys because they're really cool guys and, um, you know, have a great heart for the Lord. And their, their story just impacts us all. So, yeah, thank you. All right, so they have a set pretty soon, so we're going to do two questions from the audience. Anybody have a question? All right. How did you all meet? Of course. <laughs> Tim was around, Tim was around, he lived around our area, yep. so we knew him as Jesus, a bass player, because every time we did a concert, they did a human video thing, and he was always yeah. Jesus, because he's, you know, you could tell, he looks like Jesus. Right. Is that... <laughs> Blue eyes, it was when you guys blonde hair, <laughs> white, you know, Jesus. I mean. Of course, Jesus is the bass player. And right. Jason. Facebook. Jason, Facebook. <laughs> Jason, no, yeah, yeah, it's true. He was, um, some, we were looking for a drummer at the time, not, yeah. what, three years ago, and mm-hmm. a friend of ours from Seventh-day Slumber was like, you should check out this guy. He emailed us and we ignored him for like one month. We, we, yeah, we ignored him for a month. But it was in my heart. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't even get the audition yet. I'm like, I think I'm going there. Yeah, so <laughs> we were about that. to go with somebody else. And then my brother was like, maybe you should just reply to his email. It's been a month. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, hey, man, go send some videos. And so he did. And we're like, oh, all right, come over here. We'll audition. <laughs> and then he came and he failed big time. <laughs> like he... True. Didn't know the songs. He nope. was horrible. Yep. And we're just like, yeah. That was bad. I think I watched I mean, it. the video was good. I mean, the video the was The video was, was impressive. It was edited. You know, it like everything bad was <laughs> cut out of it. <laughs> just the good part. And uh, yeah, I got sweatier and sweatier as we went. Because you don't know how many hours I was making that video in the basement in the summer. Hot. And, and yeah. But we got him in. And then he was just like, dude, I, I failed. And I'm like, okay. Um, and. Okay. We talked, and we're like, but there's something with him in his heart that we were like, I think this is it. This is what the Lord has for us. So I said, hey, um, okay, one more time. We're going to do a music video. Do you want to be a part of it? Here's a song. Learn it, and let's play it. And he did it. So that was our, that was our kind of like first thing that we did together. First day, did a music video, and never looked in back. In the backyard? So in the backyard, yep. <laughs> <laughs> we're going cheap. <laughs> so that's how we all met. Oh man, that's a good question. I think, I think uh, you have to first define the the, the word satisfied. Satisfied from, you know what I mean. Um, I think the most satisfying part about this whole journey that we're on is the community that God's brought together in our life. I'm married. My brother's married. He's got a little boy, Israel. I I know he's running around somewhere. Uh, he just got married, actually. And Tim is single. <laughs> and available, guys. <laughs> Jesus is single. You're right. 
Jesus this just got real. <laughs> In the back there. She's a youth pastor and she's awesome, so. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> this just, just turned into a dating thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, all seriousness aside, uh, joking aside, sorry. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing, like, like, we have, like, even our sound guy and, you know, our production team, and everyone is, God's brought, like, the right people in our life, you know, and whether it's like, hey, guys, um, we need to do this or something's going on over here, everyone's just like, let's do it, let's make it happen, and I think that's, and it's a community that, like, we're, we're so open to one another, um, not that we just get, a, you know, eh, you, you know, whatever. But, but, but when something Sometimes. doesn't go right, you know, we, we talk about it. And I think that's a, don't misunderstand me. Like, I think that's the difference between devotion and fellowship. I'm not, I'm not putting down the word devotion, but I think we've watered down that, that, that term where we just sit down and read the Bible and go, yeah, amen, that's right. Well, I, of course it's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But what does that mean in our life? What, how does that, you know, how does that, um, what we just read, how do, you read something and you go, okay, guys, uh, let's talk about this. Um, me, let's start with me. Or let's, you know, somebody would say, and sometimes it'd be, you know, one day we were talking about, I don't even remember, we were tearing down. And Jason said something, and I, I felt something in my heart, and I was like, dude, let's talk. And we ended up talking for a little bit, and, and, and he was like, dude, I've never seen it that way. I've been, a, I don't know, what would you call, uh, he's like a planner. He's like, things got to go this way, you know. And, and I'm like, dude, God said, bless you so much. Let it go. <laughs> you know? And, and, and it was such an, and I'm just taking that as an example for this, but that's kind of how we live as a community. And we were like, dude, God's revealing this in my heart. I think let's talk about this or, you know, whether it's attitude, whether it's, you know, and I think that is the most satisfying thing. That is the most grounded, like it keeps us so grounded, you know, because I think a lot of us, when things go smoothly all the time, we forget because we think we did it. Right? Yeah. But when we have no control of it and things happen, you go, wait a minute. No, I didn't do that, you know? When things go haywire, and we ha that happens all the time, guys, uh, especially with us. You know, I know that it seems like creation is running smoothly, but, you know, sometimes it doesn't run so smooth back, you know, behind the scene. But, you know, I'm saying that I'm being transparent, but I'm saying that to see, like, God always pulls through and there's always a lesson in that yeah. and God allow that to happen not for him but for me God allow that to happen not for you but for me and that's why we're out here you know um before we uh when we first started the band my dad would remind us all the time that look you're not out here to change the world you're out here to change yourself. He said, don't get caught up in this ministry because 
this ministry is just a tool for God to change you and form you to who he wants you to be. And that is why God brings us these, you know, God's bringing me, these guys, to speak into my life. And our thing is if we can't serve one another, there's no way we can serve others. And so that's, that's the most satisfying thing about what we do. Yes. Bread of stone. Um, just what we shared a little bit about, we felt that we were stones, meaning incompetent, not able to do what God has called us to do because we were not prepared. We didn't know anything about music, but it's only through what Christ has done in our life to transform us to become this bread. So it's not because we're amazing, but really what God is doing in us because he is the bread of life. And we are his, you know, we're part of his community and he's transformed us to become a blessing. So if there is anyone out there who is touched, blessed, or somehow transformed. It's not because of us, but it's because of Christ that's working through us. So that's why we call ourselves bread of stone. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for that. All right, as we wrap up, because I know you guys got to get to a set, do you have any encouragement that you'd want to give a room full of youth pastors and youth leaders? <laughs> you guys have a tough job. <laughs> um, God bless you. That, that's not an encouragement. encouragement. God bless you all. <laughs> encouragement. Sorry. Take two. Okay. <laughs> I say, you know, the truth is this. When you do something and you love what you do, it's not a duty, right? When you love what you do, it's just become something that naturally comes out. And it doesn't matter if you're relevant <laughs> or if you're hip or if you're cool, you know? Because my dad is 70-some years old, walks around he's, in his he's sweatpants. He's 70, by the way. He's what? He's like 67. Oh. Not 70-some. I thought he was 70-some. <laughs> no. He's 70. This he's, guy. He looks This guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... I'm gonna, I'm going to tell dad about this. I thought he was 70. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought he was 70-something. Okay, 60-something. My bad. We'll take it a decade. But he, I remember we were on the Newsboys tour for a couple of years, and he helped with driving the, um, the truck, and I was riding the truck with him because um, we were doing production and stuff for Newsboys. And um, my dad would always be the first one to wake up at the venue, and he would come out with gray sweatpants on. Uh, Velcro, white shoes, you know, and he's like, you know, halfway bald, and it's my dad, he's like typical we, Asian, you know. We've and tried, guys, we've tried to change him. But, listen, you know, it's really you know when you talk work. to him, you, you have to really pay attention, because his accent is really thick, you know, and, but we'd come the next year on this tour to some of the same cities on the Newsboys tour, and the first thing that people ask us isn't like, like, how are you guys doing, blah, 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 they always go, where's your dad? You know, because, like, and he's not the most hip guy. He's not, like, you know what I'm saying? But people love the heart. We relate more to the heart. And you could, this is, this is a spirit, you know, and our spirit can communicate to each other. And I think as, as leaders that we've, God has placed us to be a part of um, in a leadership position, um, don't forget that. It's not about how cool we are because we're not. I mean, you know, trend, trend goes in and out and, like, you're cool one year and then you're not the other. But it's the heart. And your, your spirit 
you know, if you keep doing it because you love the Lord your God, they will see that. And they'll be attracted to that. So that's, hope that's an encouragement to you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Say thank for what you, you guys to them. Do. You guys so much. Hopefully we'll see you guys uh, for later on. What is it, 640? Brittany, is that right? 640. 640. Yeah, 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 we'll do like a little short. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we'll try it. We won't miss it. We won't miss it. Thank you all so much again.